FOMO. My name is Patrick J. McGinnis, and I'm a FOMO sapiens. And since you're here, I'm going to bet that you are too. And when you're like us and Monday comes around, you don't dread the new week. No, you wake up every Monday morning knowing that this week might just be the best one yet. This is Faux Monday, the snackable show that starts your week right with hot takes, life hacks, listener mail, and even some FOMO therapy. This is Faux Mondays, the companion to FOMO Sapiens, which of course will be back on Thursday with a full episode. But until then, happy Faux Monday. I'm your host, Patrick J. McGinnis, venture capitalist by day, author and podcaster by night, and of course, FOMO Sapiens 24-7. Now on Thursday, I have a wonderfully, I just love this episode coming up. It's with a guy called Mike Ott. Mike is from the state of Maine, and that would be reason enough to have him on the show, but he's going to tell a story that is going to change the way you look at the world. Mike was working on Wall Street, just kind of living his life, and then one day he had an accident that made him a quadriplegic. And he was fully paralyzed for several months and then slowly regained the ability to do just about everything. And today, if you met him on the street, you would never know. On the outside, he looks pretty much as he did before. But on the inside, he's a new man. And he's going to talk about what he learned, his journey, the entrepreneurial thinking he applied to his recovery. It's a great story that just blew my mind. I knew Mike socially. And so I had heard a little bit about this, but we caught up over dinner about a year ago. And it just kind of I just knew he had to come on and tell the story. So I'm really excited for this episode. It's been a long one coming and you're going to love it. A great one about resilience as we end this year, which has been, I don't know, it's just been a lot. A lot has happened. There's been so many things from war to recession to just a bunch of other stuff. So let's end it on a lighter note. It's not light, actually. I mean, it's a pretty crazy story, but let's end it on a more inspiring note. So as I thought about Mike, I just thought about this expression that you hear every once in a while, never let a good crisis go to waste. Now that is easier said than done, especially easy for me to say about Mike's situation because I didn't have to live through it. But it just reminds me that when something bad happens, you you can take that and you can spin that into something that could be really good for you. Incredible learning. And that expression, never let a good crisis go to waste, actually comes from Winston Churchill, who was working to form the UN after World War II, and that's when he said that. And so, you know, I, I at least that's what the internet says, like I wasn't in the room. But I thought that was a really interesting mindset. And it reminds me of just the fact that in all of our lives, there's gonna be stuff that pops up. We'll lose a job, we'll get sick, we'll make a mistake, we'll screw something up. Just things happen, you know, all the time. And many times it's completely out of your control. Like you're just living your life and then, Somebody does something to you or your spouse does something or just bad things happen. And what are you going to do when those things happen? Now, in the past, I've talked about this concept of post-traumatic growth. It's a notion from positive psychology. I got out of this book, uh, a couple of books that talk about it that I like. One is The Happiness Advantage by Sean Acor. The other is Flourish by Martin Seligman. When I read these books, I was so lucky I read them in 2019 in December It was just like, hmm, this is interesting because I had thought positive psychology was just frou-frou, but in fact, there's real science behind it. And so understanding the idea basically of post-traumatic growth is that after something bad happens to you, we tend to think traditionally that either you stay with post-traumatic stress and you're sort of just never quite the same or you recover 
back to where you were. But the research has shown that actually there's something beyond that, that there's actually a better place you can go where you're you're just better balanced, you know what you want, you have a better sense of the world, you're more grateful. There's all these qualities that can come out of a bad experience, the learning that you get from that, and that's called post-traumatic growth. It's like growth mindset. And I think Mike is a great example of that, as you'll see on, on, on his episode, just how he, it wasn't easy, but he learned a lot out of it. And it's interesting, whenever I have him over the house, I have little parties here and there, and he'll come by and people just wanna talk to him. He's projecting something that attracts other people, a charisma, a, a knowledge, a, a, just this sort of sense of peace and calm and it's very cool. So that's what I wanna talk about today. I wanna talk about how, how you can never let a good crisis go to waste in your life, in your career and all the other stuff. So we'll get into that. I got seven, seven ways to think about it right after this break. FOMO. Quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, or delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you improve efficiency by bringing all major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move, so do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. And with rising prices everywhere you look, you gotta do the math and save money. Good news, by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. So head over to netsuite.com slash FOMO. That's netsuite.com slash FOMO. netsuite.com slash FOMO. Tudo bem, meus queridos FOMO sapiens. Now that right there was Portuguese. And as you know, I love speaking foreign languages. But I'm not alone. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off that list with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Now, FOMO Sapiens, you know I speak four languages, and it takes work to stay on top of them, especially with French. C'est difficile. But with Babbel, I'm able to practice practical conversations that I can actually use in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash FOMO. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash FOMO. That's spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash FOMO. Rules and restrictions may apply. FOMO. All right, we're talking about how to never let a good crisis go to waste, as Winston Churchill once said. Number one, first thing, you gotta keep your mind and your body healthy. Now, obviously for Mike, that's just really hard, right? Because he was physically super affected. I mean, he couldn't move. But when you are facing an obstacle, it is important to be strong for that obstacle, to be physically strong. And if you've been hurt physically, to take care of yourself, to get physically stronger, because once you have that, you'll have the endurance to deal with all the other stuff to, to really go the distance. And it's a marathon and Mike spent two years recovering. So it is important, you know, he focused fully on his recovery, on getting his health back. 
And when something bad happens, it's important, you know, get it, get your sleep, spend some time you know, doing things that are healthy for you, whether that's going for a walk or going for a run, some exercise, some meditation, whatever it is, don't get into that fight or flight mode because that's when things just get unmanageable. You see this all the time where something bad happens and then your response is to just sort of like grit it out and work and work and work and like put in a work setting. Say your company is failing and something is going wrong. Working more hours ain't going to get you there. You need to make sure you're working hard, of course, but also that you have given yourself the space to be resilient. And if you're not feeling well and you're not giving yourself any time off and you're working 24 hours a day, like it's just not going to be good. Somebody told me the other night, I don't have sort of uh, proof of this, but they said that they heard that Bill Clinton said that he made his worst decisions when he was tired. Well, he made some pretty bad decisions here and there, if you remember some of his indiscretions. And I don't know if he was tired all the times. But I will say, like having studied disasters like the Titanic and other things like that in business school, when you get into a mode where things aren't going well, problems can compound. Bad decision-making builds upon bad decision-making because of cognitive overload. And so you really wanna be careful about that. Keep your mind and body healthy when you're facing a struggle. Number two, Keep communication lines open. And I gotta tell you, I struggle with this. I had a, as you know, those of you who listen frequently, in 2008 after AIG blew up, I was just, I was, I got really sick, all the stress, like didn't know what was wrong. And my reaction was to hide. Like I just didn't answer the phone for a week. And I really didn't tell anybody what was going on. And I have learned from that experience, like that doesn't help. You gotta let people help you. You need to let people know what's going on so they can support you. You gotta keep those lines of communication open and explain what's going on because when you do that, you never know who can be there to lend a, just even like it's just a, like a listening ear, but also a hand or a solution. You don't have to go through these things alone. I know, I know, I know. We don't wanna burden people. We don't want people to think we're weak or fragile, but I gotta tell you, my big lesson from that experience is just like, do not hide because things don't go away. And in fact, when you start to talk about it, it can feel less daunting. It feels more real and less like you're less in your head. So that's really important. Number three, assess where you are and take action. So after you stop freaking out, because you're going to freak out, after you start talking to people and sharing what's going on, then you can sit back objectively and try to just look at it clinically if possible. And you can get help to do that, right? But sort of assess what's going on what do we need to do? What are the options? Just get into action mode and try to manage through as best as you can. Like for Mike, for Mike with what he did, you know, he was able to kind of pick a very smart course of rehab. It required a lot of fighting, by the way. It wasn't easy. They really had to work at it with his family, but they were able to get him into the right program by assessing realistically, like, what do I need? Where is that thing? Where is that program for rehab? How do I get into it? And then he went there. And then, of course, because of COVID, there were all these limitations. So then he found these alternative ways. He was very entrepreneurial thinking in that way. But it's just about like figuring out what you need and then going after it, just like anything else in life. Just be execution-oriented. Number four, focus on what you can learn. So bad things teach us things. Life is a great teacher. So even when it's the darkest day, this is something my mom does really well. Like every time something goes wrong, you know, that happens all the time, right? It's life. She'll always say, well, what a great experience you learned from that. This is what you learned. And I'm like, mom, I'm done. I don't need to learn anymore. But of course she's right. You got to look for the opportunity to learn something and spin that into something new for what you do next. Number five, memorialize it. 
And this is what, you know, the great thing about having Mike on the podcast, as you'll see on Thursday, is I've been talking to him kind of off uh, sort of on our own sort of non-FOMO sapiens conversations about like, what can you do with ex experience? How can you share it? How do you just write down what you learned so that you have it for yourself, right? Because you're going to forget. You're going to forget certain things. You'll remember, of course, parts of it, but a lot of it, it's just like, you just want to move on, right? And so being able to process it, and that's what I did when AIG blew up, as I mentioned earlier, I wrote about it. That turned into my first book. So it actually had some value. But it just helped me to process what I was feeling and prepare for the next stage. Number six, I just mentioned it, a little sneak preview, share what you have learned to help others. You don't have to write a book, but just share, be there for other people. Because the great thing about the human existence is that there are very few completely new experiences. Somebody has been through this before. And so if you can be the one to help others, that's a great place to be. You are really doing a service to the world. And finally, keep growing and be grateful for just making it. You know, I think back to my struggles or you think about Mike, like Mike now, he wakes up every day, takes a shower, he goes to work. You know, it's not like every moment he's like, thank you so much, right? But he is grateful and it shows through and how he lives his life. And I think it's gonna change the course of his life. And in a lot of ways, he'd tell you that, right? And you'll hear about it on Thursday, but it is powerful. So be grateful. Gratitude is... It's a powerful drug. It's an elixir for the soul. And it's a wonderful thing that can come out of these challenges. All right, everybody. I look forward to seeing you on Thursday. I really want you to listen to this episode. But until then, if you have any thoughts, find me on Instagram at Patrick J. McGinnis, on Twitter at PJ McGinnis, and on email at letsconnect at patrickmcginnis.com. I will see you Thursday. Make sure you show up. And until then, take care of yourselves, FOMO sapiens. FOMO. If you like today's show, please be sure to rate it and recommend it to your friends. And as always, you can find me on Instagram at Patrick J. McGinnis, on Twitter at PJ McGinnis, and on the web at FOMOSapiens.com or PatrickMcGinnis.com, where you can get all kinds of free resources to live a more decisive and entrepreneurial life. FOMO. Want more FOMO Sapiens and FOMO Monday? Head over to FOMOSapiens.com where you can listen to past episodes, learn more about the show, and find out how to advertise. You can also connect with me on Instagram at Patrick J. McGinnis and on Twitter at PJ McGinnis. 